This is the Happen to Your Career Podcast, episode 129, Navigating the Dreamer's Career Path. You know, somebody who's stuck in a job, who just feels like they're meant for something greater, they've always believed it, that seed has been planted within them, and now they're itching to get out. It's like, if they don't do this, they know they're going to regret it for the rest of their life if they don't take that leap of faith and move forward. So they're at that point where they're having that awakening, and now they're seeking to really feed that. Hey, HTYCers, if you've been struggling to figure out work that fits you, then join our eight-day free mini course. All you have to do is text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470, or simply visit figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. See you there. This has happened to your career. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and then make it happen. Whether you're looking to do your own thing or find your dream job, you've come to the right place. I'm Scott Barlow. Hey, this is Scott Anthony Barlow, and you are listening to Happen to Your Career. This is the show that helps you figure out what work fits you. And we get to do that by exploring other people's stories. We get to bring on experts like David Nihill, who has a pretty amazing business and and life doing some of the things that are fun for him, like helping out uh, entrepreneurs leverage the power of humor and storytelling. And we have Doc Kennedy, who's been on on the show in the past, who pushed past his own fear and made the leap to pursue his dream of filmmaking. And people just like you, who've gone from where they are to what they really want to be doing. And they're people that are just like our next guest who, when you listen to our conversation, and I think you're going to love this, we're going to talk about how the stages of your career and your journey really just aren't sequential. Like most people want them to be or think that they should be. They don't, they don't function like that. And then also what to do when your career hits a rough patch. You know, what, what happens when you find yourself in what she calls the desert. And then also on top of that, how you can conceive and birth, uh, <laughs> chuckle, chuckle, the career of your your dreams. So that and a whole bunch more. And let me let me tell you a little bit about our next guest. She's she's a first generation Greek American, uh, born and raised in New York, and she's got the ideal makeup of a hustler. And <laughs> she doesn't take no for an answer whatsoever. She's, she's helped other people, specifically millennials, you know, find their dream careers for a really long time. Now, as you're going to hear, she's just recently gone through the process that, uh, that she's used for so many other people because she went through that rough patch. She just, you know, she's, she's been there and decided that, uh, you know, she's going, uh, going a different direction. So I wanted to talk to her because she has very recently been in that and to some degree is still in that now. And it's it's very raw, very real. I think you're going to love this. Welcome to the show, Evangelia LeClaire. Evangelia, I am really excited to bring you on the show here and, and, and have a conversation with you. Well, welcome to Happen to Your Career. Thanks so much, Scott. I'm so happy to be here. 
This is uh, this is going to be fun. I've been particularly looking forward to this because you and I got the chance to speak. Oh my goodness, it was I think it was about a month ago. Maybe it was longer. I don't know. My time starts to blend together a little bit. But either way, however long ago it was, I, I'm I'm glad you're here and glad we get to have a conversation and and talk a little bit about your story and share that with the Happen to Your Career audience, HTYCers everywhere. Absolutely, same here. Well, I really wanted to get into your past, your background, because you kind of have a unique perspective. I know that when you and I had talked and we were um, not not even necessarily sure we were going to have you on the show or anything like that, we were just uh, talking, trying to figure out how it could help each other. Um, you, you shared a little bit with me about some of the work that you had done. And also at the same time, uh, the kind of process that you've gone through recently and been going through really trying to, I'm going to call it rediscovering what it is that you want to be doing, how you want to spend your time and how you want to, uh, how you want to, I don't know, change, change the face of your career. So, yeah. uh, yeah. How, how do you, how do you even describe where you're at right now? All right. So I call it discovery phase and you know, the term really was coined, several, uh, actually almost a decade ago for me, because um, I'll, I'll introduce a little bit from where I came from. So I was working for 10 years at a company called Dream Careers. Uh, when I first joined the company, it was called University of Dreams. And the purpose of the company ultimately is to help young people discover and pursue their dreams, and particularly in their careers. I um, worked very closely with the founder, helped write the mission, and helped harness the mission for the last 10 years with our participants. And um, that's that's the overall mission, but the overall objective in how we serve is we help college students and recent grads um, with internship placement all over the world globally and in, um, in career discovery and pursuit through workshops, seminars, and coaching. So I had been with the company for 10 years and at the earliest phases, um, I was one of the first five employees. We worked very closely to develop what we call dream content. And I worked closely with the team. And Brian Bunce, who um, head up the, he was called the chief educational officer. He head up the um, education of our company. He got the idea to write a book. And we, him and I and several others were taken through a coaching process. And it inspired him to write a book called Your Dream Journey, which is a guide to discovering and pursuing your dreams, written by Brian Bunce. So um, through that book, we learned and I learned and through him, the different phases of pursuing your dreams. And so that's how we codified the term discovery process. It's heard, it's a common term, but um, what's awesome, which we're gonna talk about today, and I'm so, so excited to share with you, is some of the different phases and the framework for that that I did learn through Brian. So let's let's put some of this stuff into, into context a little bit here. Uh, who might most benefit from the process that we're going to talk about? And I know that I I asked you to take take time and come on the show and and share this, you know this this type of process and and how you've worked with people in the past and and how you've even utilized it for yourself. But mm -hmm. who what what kind of place are people at when they when they go through this or should go through it? Yeah. So. It's, it's anybody who's a dreamer who really feels and believes in birthing their dreams. Anybody, it could be anybody who has a business idea, a job seeker. Um, it could be anybody who is conceiving. It's really similar to, uh, 
what Joseph Campbell's Follow Your Bliss, where he talks yeah. about a framework and a process. It's simple. It's it's very similar to that, only it's codified in a different way. And um, where I found it to be more relevant is for job seekers, people who want to have their dream career, their dream business, or yeah. their dream life, or their dream life. <laughs> yeah, all of the above. Everything. All of the above. Yeah. I was, uh, I have three little kids, so uh, birthing and conceiving and a whole bunch of uh, terms like that um, floated in there, created a very, very visual picture for me in that, uh, in that way. But I, I'm curious, like what, as you, as you've kind of seen, you know, lots of people go through this type of uh, process and we'll, we'll, I'm, I'm laying out the, the, uh, the suspense, I suppose here, mm-hmm. uh, drawing it out. But as you've seen people go through that, what, what are kind of some challenges that, uh, that they're experiencing before they even get into it? Why would they really look for this in the first place, aside from just wanting to make their dreams come true, I guess you could say. Yeah. So, um, you know, for some people, it hits them at a different time. But I think for somebody who is seeking this type of content, the person that will seek out this type of book or seek out um, anything relevant to seeking greatness or pursuing your dream probably will be at that point in their phase where they're feeling that stirring, that calling, that awakening for something greater. They feel like a fish out of water, um, or like the big fish in a small pond. Um, and they're just looking for a way out. And so they are now, um, drawn to content that like this, that pulls them out of wherever they are at. So, um, you know, somebody who's stuck in a job who just feels like they're meant for something greater. They've always believed it. That seed has been planted within them and now they're itching to get out. Um, so yeah, in short, that's really who it's meant for, or, you know, for somebody who's had a business idea and is, um, is just at a point in their lives where it's like, if they don't do this, they know they're going to regret it for the rest of their life. If they don't take that leap of faith and move forward. So they're at that point where they're having that awakening and now they're seeking, um, seeking to really feed that. Very cool. Very cool. So Okay. So we've got, I would say a whole audience full of people who are in that space. Mm-hmm. Yeah. HTYCers all over are really very interested in a lot of those things for some of the reasons that, uh, that you just stated. So if they're there, what does that process look like? Let's talk through some of the, some of the pieces of that and even, um, even the nitty gritty of what, uh, what that actually looks like. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to take it back a little bit because I know when you and I spoke, I did actually hear a lot of the question um, that I also hear, which is what what else is there out there for me? Right. I kind of touched on it earlier, that stirring of discovery, which is where I'm at as well. And so what I'm going to talk about is this framework and it's codified in such a way that I'm going to explain it with the characteristics of each phase and also some of the strategies that help you in that phase and share a little bit of my story with it and anything else that you want to know as well, Scott. Oh, there's lots that I want to know. Oh Don't yeah, you worry. I know you do. And yeah, I, I would even say that, uh, that for me personally, I've heard a lot of um, even the pre precursor to what else is out there for me, which is 
is this all there is <laughs> in some yeah. cases? And, and then I think naturally as you get a little bit further down that progression and, and realize that there's not all there is, then it's like, well, okay, so what else could it be? Yeah. What? So that's, yeah. that's perfect. So yeah. And, and you know, what I want to dispel is what I've heard a lot of other coaches say, or a lot of other mentors say, which is, oh, you know, you're in a phase of analysis paralysis, or you're, you know, the grass is always greener on the other side. You know, I don't, those are dismissive statements, or some may sound like a little bit dismissive. So I want to embrace this and share the first phase that I'm going to talk about, which is discovery and awakening as a phase that you're in to really embrace the questions that you do have rather than dismiss them. And so the frame, the framework has several phases. And just first of all, just to preface it better, acknowledge that these phrases, these, these phases don't happen in any order. They are not, you know, um, they're just not in any specific order. They can happen at any point in your life. And once you understand the process, the phases, the characteristics, the strategies, it becomes easier for you to go through each phase and even deal with some of the emotions that may come with that phase. So that's why I'm really excited to share about it with you. I think that's so, really fitting though. Um, yeah. I just want to throw in the comment that so many people struggle with this whole thing, this whole cloud of what uh, what should I be doing and is there more out there for me and everything that goes along with it because it's not so much always a straight line phase and your point of look these don't necessarily go in order um, is I, I think very relevant for that mm -hmm. and uh, so that's the only comment that I wanted to make but take it away let me not interrupt you anymore and because and, I'm super curious about you know what this discovery phase looks like from your perspective. Awesome. So um, awakening and discovery often happen hand in hand. Awakening is what happens typically before discovery. It's that strong feeling that you're meant for something greater. What I spoke about earlier, that what you're doing right now is just not enough for you. It's not your purpose. There's no greatness within what you're doing right now. There's greatness within you, but it's outside of the context of what you're doing. So you feel that void and you're yearning to fill it. There's something out there that's more meaningful and more purposeful for you. And so what you'll do, what happens in this phase and what you need to do is just really tune in to the experience and the opportunities that will further awaken this, this within you. So this is the time to start journalizing. It's the time to really soul search and dig deeper. It's the time to take inspired action and, um, and move forward and, and really just allow this awakening to pull you forward in a way that you're not really sure where it's going to go. It's just that you're, you're beginning to get attracted to other things that are outside of what you've been currently doing. So go for those things. Um, you know, I'll share with you my own personal story. This is, I've had that feeling of awakening uh, most of my time in college. And so, you know, awakening and discovery for me personally, I feel went hand in hand. And then, you know, even a few years into my first full-time job out of college, I was working at a financial firm and started to feel like, hey, I'm meant to serve on a bigger capacity, on a bigger platform, and who I'm serving right now is just not feeling like 
to be the right fit for me. And I was serving, you know, investment bankers, accountants, um, lawyers, and I was vying to get them on the phone to plan their financial future as it would be relevant to their life dreams. And it was always, you know, a challenge. And um, I was just yearning to serve a different market that also uh, was hungry and eager for planning for their dreams. And so that's what led me at the time to call the founder of University of Dreams. And at that time, he said the stars must be aligned. Um, And that's what pulled me to then move out to California from New York City and work for the company that I had been with for 10 years. At the time, it was called University of Dreams when I first started. But that was my awakening. And I just acted on it. I gave him a call and I said, hey, listen, like, how can I help you? Here's where I'm at. You know, and that's where the opportunity came for me. That sounds very appropriate that uh, when you call it the University of Dreams, that uh, he said the stars must be aligned. I know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah, yeah. So, so what what happened next for you? And and uh, where where did this fit along this? Um, I hesitate to even call it a process. Yeah. But whatever the uh, anti- antithesis of process would be maybe is more accurate. Yeah. So, um, you know, as far as fast forwarding to today, well, I could share, you know, I'd been with Dream Careers for 10 years. I was very active and involved in um, developing the mission and serving the mission of the company and harnessing it, training our employees and embracing um, the concept of being a dreamer in the context of serving college students and recent grads who wanted to discover and pursue their career dreams. And so I'd been there for 10 years, wore many hats and served on the front lines in New York, uh, up to 500 students a a year. Um, And so I got to learn a lot about students and where they were at in their own journeys. And a lot of them were in that discovery phase, just trying to figure out who they were, what they wanted to do. Some of them hadn't even given any thought to it. Um, But what we would do is we would introduce them to this framework so that they too, just as I'm sharing with your audience, they too, when they come into these phases, they recognize it and they're like, ah, I'm now equipped to acknowledge that this is how I'm feeling because I might be in discovery phase or I might be in this phase. And I now know the strategies I can pull through and use in this phase to help me move forward and and just embrace where I'm at in the journey rather than try and fight it or, um, or resist it. Hmm. Interesting. So what phase are you in now? Okay, so I'm in the discovery phase, which, you know, comes hand in hand with awakening. And um, for me, th- I'll share discovery is about rediscover, you know, you, you called it my rediscovery. And that's true, because I've gone through discovery many times before. So it's like rediscovery for me. Discovery this part a- two. <laughs> yeah, part two, right? Part two. So for me, it's about really making sure that what I'm doing today is aligned. You know, my priorities have shifted. I have a two-year-old, I have another child on the way due in September, and my priorities are shifting. And so I got to reevaluate my values, my vision, my purpose, my priorities to make sure that I too will continue to birth, and we're going to use this term a lot here, but birth the life, the career, the business of my dreams, because I am a dreamer and I'm a doer. And, you know, there's a lot of challenges that come with 
where I'm at right now in my phase and I don't want to ever give up or have to compromise or as, you know, um, HTYC refers to, I don't want to have to, I want to be unapologetically pursuing my dreams and my goals. So uh, that's where I'm at. And uh, just to share a little bit more, you know, in the last seven months, I've had some pretty significant life transitions happening in terms of transitioning from this 10 year career at dream careers, which was my baby at the time. I felt Mm -hmm. like I was, I was nurturing it. I was one of the first employees. I wrote the mission with our founder and I helped really evolve it. And, um, so I've transitioned from that career and I have had this desire to also birth this new business, Ready, Set, Rock, which is my independent um, consultancy for careers, for for individuals who are in transition, pivoting, or even entering the workforce. Um, so I'm at that point. And on top of that, in January, this past January, I, uh, my husband and I, we've con- we conceived we're having a child. And so those are three major transitions that caused me to be like, whoa. Like I got a pause, but I didn't realize, Scott, it didn't happen for me. It didn't hit me that I need to revisit this framework um, until like several weeks ago or maybe even a month ago or so. Really? Uh, Yeah, because I came out and I was like, all right, you know, this is the catalyst for me. I came out of the gates, you know, in September after transitioning from my career thinking this is a catalyst for me to really move forward. So I wanted to come out of the gates full steam ahead and I started, you know, building uh, different practices in my business, gaining new clients, serving on different capacities with different services. And then came January and I lost steam. And it was like, oh, what what's this about? And you can attribute it to, um, you know, pregnancy hormones or winter blues. Um, but looking back on it, you know, of course, those are two things that are legit that could have caused me to lose steam. But um, if I had to codify it to this process, <laughs> I, <laughs> I got into the desert. <laughs> oh, and the desert. The desert. Tell me about the desert. Okay. So again, like I'm going out of order because this, this is how it happened for me. Yeah. But if, if you, know, you were to read the book, you'd see that choice came, came next. So for me, um, the desert came <laughs> and it was my rough patch. I was feeling, you know, as many whom are in transition... You know, it, it's a tough path. It's a rough patch. But I didn't think, oh, that would be me. I thought I'm coming out of the gate strong. I'm ready. It's my sign. This is my catalyst. But no, in January, I started feeling isolated. I felt stuck. I wanted to give up. I didn't feel like I wanted to make any progress in pursuing my dream business. Um, and I just a lot of doubt crept in. Um, is this meant to be you know, am I meant to be doing this? What else is there? You know, in this in this process, you want to give up. You're starting to consider other alternatives as a dreamer. So that's really what it feels like. Those are the characteristics. That's what it felt like for me. And, um, and it was just uninspiring and tiring for me. I was sure that I needed to make changes in my career, but there were so many options that I was stuck. Cindy is a chief financial officer for a small nonprofit in Fresno, California. While completing the exercises, she made a discovery. What I knew about myself in advance was, I need to look for improvements. I need to make those improvements. And I also know I don't do maintenance. What I didn't know, there was an underlying theme between the two. The reason I need to make the improvements is because I work hard not to get bored. 
It was an epiphany. However, it seemed that she was the last one to find out. I took my shiny new discovery to my family, and they were happy to validate, yeah, that's the reason that they thought I did these things. Without the exercises and the figure it out eight day course, I would remain blind to a clarifying truth that everyone else thought that I already knew, and therefore they weren't talking about it. I'm now concentrating on work in a consulting industry that will be project-based so I can complete things and move on to the next thing, alleviating the boredom. The HTYC 8-Day Figure It Out course helped Cindy realize something that was obvious to everyone but her. What could it do to help you discover so that you can make an impactful change for your life and career? To take the course for yourself, text HTYC to 38470. That's HTYC to 38470. Or just simply go to figureitout.co. That's figureitout.co. Do you have any other questions about my period in the desert? I, I have a lot of questions, but I'm really feeling like this uh, birthing and conceiving thing is appropriate because y y you end up going through a period of labor and you <laughs> and yeah. after you have the baby, there's still a lot of work. And I, I don't know. So I'm I'm, I'm rolling with this uh, with this analogy. Um, I am curious you know, having worked with you, having worked with uh, with people, what advice for you do you have for them when they're going through the desert? Because I've I've been there, yeah, and it's not always the most fun place to be. And yeah. there's probably you know some HDYCers that are listening right now that are in that in that place where they're feeling that isolation or feeling stuck or you yeah. know feeling like they're not getting the progress that they they want and and all of the what I call the enough creep in the uh, good enough smart enough experienced enough whatever it happens to be all that stuff creeps in so what what advice would you give them okay so from a practical sh strategic perspective as a career coach i would have them on you know, identify all their limiting beliefs and then speak to somebody about them. And also if, and also search for evidence that will override, overwrite their limiting beliefs. So as an example, this is the simplest example. Um, you're a liberal arts major and, uh, you know, you are looking, you start to believe that nobody wants to hire somebody who has a degree in philosophy, you know? And so, um, in that case, I would look for evidence online and you'd see that like 50% of CEOs have liberal arts degrees, or you'd find a quote from Steve Jobs who talks about the importance of marrying, marrying liberal arts with technology. So, um, just look for evidence to overwrite your limiting beliefs. That's number one from a career perspective. But then what I would also, another piece of advice I'd advise is that you identify other periods in your life where you had success, perhaps when you hit a rough patch and you got over it. Because oftentimes what has helped you succeed in the past may help you succeed in the future. So um, that's another strategy. And then number three would be, um, you know, call on your faith, refuse to give up. That's really what helped me because I remembered 
in my times where I really felt like I was in the desert and could no longer control the many things that I want to control because I'm, I'm that type of person. I'm a scenario planner. I'm a forward thinker. I have a vision. And when things don't go my way, I really just have to call my faith and surrender it. And th- that's really when you, or for me, you get restored. Um, so there's also a point made in the book that when you leave the desert, you typically do have to jump into the leap of faith and you do feel more restored and more convicted of uh, going forward in your dreams. You come out more convinced. So two, two questions for you. And the first one yeah. is, do you feel like going through the desert can be actually very beneficial to you in some ways? And if so, how? And then, well, I'm curious about that first. I'll I'll hold on to my second question. Okay. So for me personally. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I personally believe that we're not in this game alone. I believe in a higher power and, uh, and you know, it builds up your willpower and it allows you to really, you know, going through the desert for me and for many people as written in history is about tuning in to what you believe is your faith, your power, your, your willpower. And everyone has their own way to define what that is. But, um, I think it's absolutely crucial in order to get restored and come out stronger and everybody's desert is defined differently. And, um, there's just many, universal patterns that when people go through the desert and really can leap into their leap of faith, they come out feeling restored and more, more revived and on purpose. I I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And then also sometime earlier today, I saw a quote and I'm probably going to butcher it, Mm -hmm. but it was something along the lines of adversity prepares the, uh, normal person to be extraordinary or something along those lines. And, and I guess that's what I've, what I've experienced too. What you say is, is what I've experienced too, that in some ways you almost have to go through something like that at some point in your life. Otherwise you're not prepared for different levels or different seasons or different phases in, in some regard. And you don't, get the the fullness of those other phases necessarily if you don't go through you know what you're what you're calling the desert yeah absolutely there's so many quotes or quotations on this like you have to go through darkness to see the stars or you know um it's only until you feel the pain that you really appreciate you know uh the gain (laughs) so um things like that. I think that's true for me though. Like I, (laughs) I don't know. There's been plenty of, of really difficult times, but one of the things that I always remember is (laughs) I remember my very, very first, uh, first professional job, like straight out of college and everything like that, where it was just, it was horrific and everything, even, even the worst times in, in some of the jobs that I've had after that, uh, which quite frankly, I really, really loved an awful lot of those, but even the worst times there, I always think back to, oh my goodness, I could still be doing this. And I still, yeah. I mean, I, I have, 
I, I know some people that still work at that, that company and I talk to them semi-regularly and, mm. and I'm so glad that I don't work there every yeah. time, every, every time that's the case. And uh, so, yeah, I think, I think you're right. It, it prepares you in a lot of different ways, but uh, yeah, I was just curious your perspective on that. So what's worked for you then, you know, in going through that desert and, and kind of coming out of it? Cause this has been recently where, yeah, yeah. So I had to, when I, when I realized that I was in the desert and when I really started to meditate and pray on it, I just got that, uh, that click, that light bulb moment when I said, Hey, I've been through the desert before and what has worked for me. And it really was surrendering to my faith, leaning in and acknowledging that there are so many blessings for me. And I just got to lean in more and embrace uncertainty, embrace uncertainty and lean into my faith. That sounds really good. Mm -hmm. So how did you do that? (laughs) Okay. So um, what came next is, uh, well, a lot of it is just, you know, continuing to do what, you know, continuing to pray, continuing to meditate and to continue to reap and know, or, or yeah, continue to sow, continue to plant seeds in my business, continue to plant or my business objectives and in pursuing my dreams. So I made the choice. So this talks to us about the next phase, the next phase or my, what happened, what came for me in my next phase was, you know, I, I allowed myself to go into discovery and, uh, make sure that I've written down all my values, my purpose, my mission, and just get realigned with where I'm at and come out more convicted to pursue my purpose and and view where I'm at as a discovery and as an experiment and as a guided process. And then I made the choice, right? So the choice is another part of the phases in the dream journey, which is you decide that you can either go full out or you can go half-assed. I don't know, you know, if what the what the code here is with, um, using that word. The code is go for whatever you want. <laughs> and, uh, Josh will, if it, uh, if it doesn't fit the bill, we'll blank it out later, but don't worry about it. Okay. Be who you are unapologetically and, you know, we'll fit cool. you. <laughs> cool. 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 Yeah. So, you know, you can either go full out or you can go half-assed or choose not to go at all. And so I had a conversation with my husband and of course there's a practicality side of things as well, which I'll talk about, you know, I feel like I'm on a timeline and I felt like I was on a timeline in meeting some of my own personal objectives and one in my business and in my dream career. And when I didn't meet those things, I was like, what, how can I not control this? And that's when, you know, I think that also led to a lot of my desert, uh, you know? So that's when I started leaning into discovery and faith. And I really made the commitment and the choice, spoke to my husband. We have clear understanding about what the timeline is like for me. We got very practical. We started planning, which is another phase, planning, support resources. Um, so before you and, go into that, I'm, I'm super yeah. curious. So what, yeah. um, what what do the timelines look like for you? What did some of those conversations look like between you and your husband? Because I think that's a huge struggle for people that are in a relationship yeah. where uh, even, you know, t- even people that have really good communication between yeah. themselves and, and their, their significant other um, yeah. still have a tendency to struggle with this type of thing where you're changing careers, you're changing uh, what it is that that you do and and going through some of these different phases. So what did, if you don't mind sharing, what did that 
look like, sound like? Tell me about a couple of those conversations. Yeah. So a lot of it for me was self-induced, a lot of my my planning. So I had a goal that I wanted to meet in January and then for February, and I didn't meet it from a financial perspective. And um, my husband was just laying everything out very clearly for me in terms of finances. And so we we had the, the finance conversation where we both sat down and we both understood where we're at as a family household in our finances and what we can work with given this change in my career and my desire to pursue a business opportunity while also exploring freelance and contractual work and full-time opportunities, right? Because that's a huge part of it. Finances, we have a house, we have a mortgage, we have a kid, we have another kid on the way. So we just had a very healthy financial conversation and I'm keen on that, as is my husband. And it came at a point where we both agreed we're going to talk about it. We both got in front of the computer. So that led to me and us being very clear on what our timeline is. Um, And then there became the timeline of I'm having the second child and, and she is due in September. A different kind of birthing. Yeah. (laughs) So we just became very clear on what, what is going on that we can understand and potentially control our finances right now. He is the primary breadwinner and I'm doing my best to bring in other opportunities to, uh, help us. And, um, so that's number one. And then there's the timeline of my baby and what will what we'll need there. So we just had a very healthy conversation. We agreed that we're going to have this conversation at this time. We're going to be in front of a computer because I'm a visual person. He's very he can spit out numbers like that. And it just I won't process any of it. So we both he, he understood how I need to be spoken to. And I also felt very supportive in that he was like, you need to ease up on yourself. Like he was just like you are, why don't you just take this time to embrace where you're at, enjoy your time with your son, enjoy the time that you have to play in the sandbox with your dreams. I was like, that's cool. I could do that. And then the conversation became, but by January, you need a job. (laughs) January of next year. So, you know, I'm all about making money. And this is um, this is another thing that I'll share with you. This is part of one of the things that I want to share. I am on this mission to empower women who are planning to be mothers or whom are mothers to not only matter as mothers, but matter in the workforce and make money. So I'm all about that. I'm not one to want even my personality type. Statistically, I'm an ENFJ. There's a stat that says, like, we're the least likely to be stay at home moms. Um So I, I want to be out there, trust me, but we just had this very healthy conversation with my husband and then it became to be like more, I felt more at ease because of this. That is, thank you for sharing that, by the way, that I think would be very, very helpful to, to everyone who listens into that because, well, for the reasons I stated earlier, like that, Mm -hmm. that can be a struggle. Alyssa and I have gone through a lot of those same conversations over the years. And, um, like (laughs) the ones more recently are much more civilized than the ones 10 years ago. (laughs) I'll say that, but, um, but yeah, I mean that if you don't have that, then it makes it really difficult to be able to support each other. And that's, that's really cool. Thanks for sharing. So what, what is, 
what does it look like next for you? I'm super curious about that too, because, um, you know, you've got this mission. Yeah. It's been a recent realization and recent excitement for you. Yeah. And you're, you're, you're still kind of in this transition phase and that's, that it's it's so here and now and raw and and you've been going through this and that's part of the reason why I wanted to bring you on and talk versus you know I don't know versus like three years from now when you go out into the world and you rock it and you've got this you know gigantic platform that uh, that helps um, you know helps helps recent mothers and everything like that in in, yeah. in that way so yeah yeah so where I'm at right now. So I really feel like I'm on fire and it, it became again, codifying it. I just feel it because I feel more realigned with my purpose. And I feel like I can be honest with people. Like when I got on the phone with you several, a month or so ago, I was just like, yeah, here's where I'm at. I had this great story. I had this great history with dream careers. I'm an expert coach. But I'm also at a point right now where I'm trying to get my stuff together. You know, I I, I want to pivot in my life and in my career. And I am, I have to. I'm forced to. I, I have a child on the way. And I've had these major transitions. So when I became more vulnerable and honest with people like yourself and other industry leaders and influencers in the space of career development, life coaching, and leadership development – People wanted to help and support because I was just vulnerable. And um, that's when I started getting more connections, getting more people to want to help. I just feel more compelled to use my voice and be an advocate in a different way and just be authentically me. And that's really freeing. Um, I can just share my story and be like, it's really a challenge. So where I'm at right now is I'm working on finding my voice, my, my new voice. Cause mm-hmm. I had that voice that served and I still have the voice that serves millennials that are in the process of wanting to make their career, their ideal career, their ideal career, their real career. I still serve that audience, but I'm also looking to serve a new audience of people that are in this process where they're pivoting and or transitioning. And they're looking to rediscover themselves especially if their mothers are planning to be. So I am writing a book about my journey. It's going to be called, I'm still kind of tweaking the title a little bit, but it's Pregnant on Purpose, a Millennial Mother's Mission to Birth the Life, Biz, and Career of Her Dreams. And, you know, with this book, the framework is going to be um, – talking a bit about resources, anecdotes, inspirations. There's going to be a ton of stats that empower women to really um, be more of a, a, a force in supporting one another um, and, and even more strategy and how to equip women to pursue their dreams, primarily in career, because that's my expertise. But in the future, I'd love to help women pursue some of their freelance dreams that they have or, or contract dreams uh, or to be contract workers because there's a lot of opportunity now oh, yeah. in that space and and I and I want to be able to help the mother uh, get into that space our team is primarily comprised of uh, contract type uh, type workers or yeah you know, people that we have contracts with versus um, traditional employees and we do that I mean we do that partially because we're a virtual business, if you want to call it that. Like, we don't, 
I mean, we don't have like offices all over the world or anything like that. But I also really, really like that and believe strongly that that is what is going to continue to happen in the in the future. And it really, there's just so many advantages to it. And yeah. mothers in particular and other people that really want that. I don't know what you want to call it. Freedom of uh, freedom of choice and flexibility and everything yeah. else along that comes with uh, with that and having that type of uh, employment relationship or whatever you'd like to call it is is just huge. So that's kudos nice. to you for helping that along. That's uh, that's something I'd love to make a dent in the world on and have more companies go to that type of thing. Yeah. Well, companies are going to be forced to because the millennials are going to be the majority that make up the majority of the workforce. And millennials already are uh, their characteristic is they want more flexibility. They want more remote opportunities and work from home opportunities and flex opportunities. So um, companies will move in that direction. And uh, there's a lot of interesting things that will be evolving in the next five years. 50% of the workforce in America will be um, working in contract or freelance positions. There's a lot of interesting stats out there. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. So you've got the book that's on its way. Title still in tweaking. Yeah. (laughs) I love that you worked birth into the title (laughs) and you've, you've got this, uh, this semi new business that you've been, you've been putting together. And mm-hmm. uh, being able to serve a, serve a group that I think you know and understand very, very well and being able to serve them in a way that moves them forward. So I'm excited for you on that. Thank you. What else is coming? Oh, so for me, it's it's really, it comes back to those three categories, birth the life, dream, or birth the career, life, and biz of your dream. So, you know, for me, what's next, obviously, in my life and for my husband is we have a second child coming along the way in September. Um, we're going to have a girl. We're so excited. Right now we have a rambunctious boy. Thank you. Thank you so much. So we're excited about what's next. And, you know, one of the things I'll share with you is um, my own experience. When I first birthed my – when I had my first child before then, like as a single independent woman, you know, married, married, I really feared what was on the other side. And I often describe, I remember just a day before I gave birth to my first son, I was talking to my colleague who had uh, a child and I said, I feel like I'm going into a black hole. I feel like I'm stepping into the abyss. I have no idea what's coming in the days ahead. I'm going to be a mother, right? So there was all this uncertainty. And so I feel like right now, when I think about my second child, I don't feel that level of uncertainty as to what it means to be a mom or, but I do feel like the uncertainty in my own life, which is what does it mean to be a mom who wants to, and who's going to struggle and strive to also birth the life, the career, and the biz of her dreams. And there's that fear. Sometimes I'll allow that fear to creep in. Like, 
hey, you know, I'm, what if I don't find a job I love or what if this doesn't work out? So there's a lot of what ifs that I am now going through or I'm at least allowing myself to revisit that desert phase, that doubtful phase sometimes. But right now I'm not thinking about it. And I know that when the child comes in September, I'm going to all my primal instincts are going to kick in. It's going to be how can I make sure that I'm feeding this baby and making sure that he goes to she goes to bed. And, you know, it's like pee, poop, eat and sleep. That's all that matters. So, you yes. know, when you're a mom for your children and even for yourself. So and bathe, you know, so it's going to become very primitive in <laughs> September <laughs> for the next few weeks. But my goal is to then get back on track with birthing this and um, exploring what other opportunities. I also have this amazing opportunity that's kicking in. I'm um, contracted as a coach on the Muse, which is a huge platform that serves millennials and others in um, connecting them with companies and offering them amazing career content and um, custom coaching. So I'm excited about that because that allows flex options. It's a contract position. So hopefully that will work out. And then I can also continue to pursue my other um, endeavors in writing my book and my business and speaking platforms and um, continuing to coach clients and companies. Here's what I really like about what you've been doing. And, um, I'm going to call it piecing together because mm-hmm. I, I can't think of a better way to put it right now. But, you know, in, when people think about creating the life of their dreams and everything, I think that for some people that sounds kind of intimidating and, and out there and like, where do you even begin and everything like that. But, um, you know, through some of the, some of the phases that we talked about that can chunk it out a little bit and just knowing that you're going to go through some of those. But in addition to that, if you really think about it in that piecing together type format, mm-hmm. then I, I think that's really where you can, you can begin to pull sections of it together versus trying to think about all at once. And, and, and I guess I'm, I'm putting that out there because I get so many questions about that all of all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and you've done a, uh, I just want to acknowledge that you've done a great job of, of thinking about how to piece this together for yourself. So mm-hmm. kudos to you. And I think other people can learn from your example. Thank you. Thank you. And when you mean piecing together, do you mean like, what do you mean specifically? I, you know, I think about it almost like a, um, you know, I know I want this in my life. I know I want this in my life. Uh, I know that, uh, I want to, that, uh, we've got these financial goals and, you know, you've got, you've got contract work with the muse, you've got your own business, you've got, you know, the time that you want to take, you've got all of these things that are, are put together to become one portion, uh, one section of, uh, of your life. And, and I think that people can sort of break it down like that too. It doesn't have to always be one thing or one, um, obscure thing, I guess. Uh, I'm struggling for another word here to what, to be able to describe it, but, yeah. but yeah, I, I think that, yeah, I guess uh, I can't think of another way to describe it other than piecing it together, but maybe mm-hmm. that's a, that's, that's maybe not the right, uh, uh visual necessarily. Yeah, no, it, it makes sense because it, it it helps you when you can classify things in your mind and acknowledge that one area is it, your your where your progress is in each area. It 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 allows you to really go forward with more peace within yourself and understand it better and 
um, in the context of what you're going through. So that's been, that's always been helpful to me, which is why I, my personality type is drawn to putting things in, in phases and codifying them and understanding them outside of myself. Organize and section it off and <laughs> put yeah. it into place. And yeah. I heard you use the word journalize earlier. And yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, thank you so much for taking the time and and making the time to come on the show. That uh, that means an awful lot to me. And um, I I am curious if people want to find out more about you or are interested in uh, uh, maybe they're even the type of person that uh, that can benefit from uh, from your service, whatever it happens to be. How can they find out more about you? Okay, so you can just go onto my website www.evangelia, which is my first name, LeClaire, my last name.com, which I'm sure we'll have written somewhere on your site. We sure will. We'll have it all in the show notes. You can go to happentoyourcareer.com and then click on podcast and then it'll be right there. Awesome. And then the second thing is they can also look at careerreadysetrock.com. Very cool. Thank you so much again. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much, Scott. I enjoyed talking to you. Hey, thank you for being here. I really hope you enjoyed that conversation. And I want to ask you, what career stage are you in? Is it discovery? Is it choice? Is it the desert? No matter which one it is, I think we can help. And, you know, I have, uh, what's really, really interesting to me is after doing this for years at this point and working with uh, lots and lots and lots of people and interacting with literally thousands of, of people about this type of stuff, realize there's three myths that keep popping up again and again about making career changes to work that you actually want to be doing and that actually fits you. So here's what I've done about it. I've put together a video series specifically for you, a three video series, in fact, specifically for you to help discuss these myths and help you get them out of your mind once and for all, because they're out there, they're perpetuating. I would be willing to bet that you even believe believe at least two out of these three myths, and I want to help you stop believing them ASAP so you can start actually moving to work that up because these myths are what are what are stopping you and you probably don't understand what they are so if if you're already on our email list if you're already getting uh if you're already getting emails from me and from happened to your career then you should be able to look out for this three video series i'm going to give it to you for free if if not then here's what i want you to do i want you to go to happen to your career.com Myths. So happen to your career.com slash myths. And then uh, you'll be able to you'll be able to drop in your email and get that that three video series for free. Because I think you're absolutely going to love it. And in order to, for you to be able to move forward and actually reach work that uh, that you want to be doing and uniquely fits you, you're gonna have to get these myths out of your life. It just has to happen. Okay, so that and a whole bunch more coming for you, head over there right now, happyyourcareer.com slash myths. And I also want to talk about what we've got going next week on the Happen to Your Career podcast. We have a guy coming on that has made uh, had made the switch from entrepreneur to uh, working for somebody else and, and gone back and forth and really kind of 
removed those pieces because sometimes it's not as important how you're earning money as it is in doing the things that are most important to you. And that's that's what he's experienced. So take a listen to what's coming up for you next time on the Happen New Career Podcast. I was willing to sacrifice making a lot of money for building those relationships and trying to um, form some sort of connection that could make me more money later down the road. That's kind of where I got my start. And then as I did that, I was like, this will be my way to kind of grow an audience and then people will hire me to do work that they don't want to do. Those two pieces were kind of my way to like, just kind of put myself out there and say, hey, I'm willing to help with WordPress. Hope that you absolutely love that. I am looking forward to seeing you next week, hearing you next week on the Happen New Career Podcast. And until then, thank you so much for taking the time, making the time, and spending your time with us. I very much appreciate it. Have a wonderful day, week, month, year, whatever it is, and we'll see you. We'll see you next week. Adios. I'm out.